Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Like it or not, damn it. Um, we were just talking <laughs> off the air about some stuff that have happened. But, you know, I was talking about living in New York, and I love New York. Look, I, I like pretty much everywhere I've ever been, some places more than others. But there's something good about every city I've ever been in. Yeah, I think, I think that can ring true for most places where you can appreciate at least something about it. Yeah, every, every city I feel like has that one thing that you leave there being like, Maybe the food wasn't the best, and maybe the like the transportation wasn't the cleanest. But boy, you know the the sights were fun, or mm-hmm. something like that. There's at least something to take away. One of my favorites of all time, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I used to go over there to do Miller beer commercials. First time I ever went, we're driving down the road, and there's the Performing Arts Center, and right next to it, and literally right next to the Performing Arts Center, is a strip club called Arts Performing Center. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know if it's still there or not, but I I went, I love Milwaukee already, just because of that. We're talking about a quick story about people, Tevin was telling a story about a a guy who was working at a restaurant, he wanted to sue the restaurant because the one tooth he had left in his head, he cracked or something. Allegedly, yes. He thought he (laughs) took his tooth on a chicken wing and then swallowed it, and I was like, yeah, probably came in here missing all those teeth. (laughs) So we're talking about mistakes made in restaurants. My biggest one of all time, once again, in New York City. I'm at the New York Club restaurant. I don't even know if that's still around. That was many, many years ago. But I'm sitting there, and there's a guy at the next table, and he's got not one, not two, but three napkins shoved down the collar of his shirt. So he's literally napkin from his left shoulder to his right shoulder. And he's shoveling it in with both hands, making noise, smacking his lips, and it's like, it's really nasty. So I look over the guy and go, Jesus Christ, why don't you calm down? All of a sudden, the host runs over to me, didn't walk. He ran over to me and said, "Uh, Mr. Bernard? I said, yes, sir. He goes, "Uh, please be kinder to our guests. And he leans over and whispers in my ear, that's Manny the horse. He's in the mafia. I wouldn't do that again. (laughs) I went, this isn't like Minneapolis at all. (laughs) God. First thing I do is insult the guy in the mafia. I guess Manny the horse is a pretty, you could look him up. He's a very well-known mafia figure. I mean, Manny the horse. I can't remember his last name. Isabella or something like that. I don't want to like, you know, talk shit about a mob member, but Manny the horse is a terrible name. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because he was so big. He was built oh, like a horse. And I guess you is it Manny the headless man horse? No, uh, I think it is it. I've got Matthew Ionello. Oh, there you I-N-A-I- go. Yeah, Ionello. There you go. Ionello. Yeah. So it's Matty the horse. Matty the horse, and he died in. Oh, that's a different guy then. Oh, he died when. 2012. This has yeah, got to be the be same guy. Right. He was with the Genovese crime family of New York yes, City. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
Hilarious. He controlled the lucrative sex industry centered uh, near Times Square. He was convicted of bid ringing in construction, skimming <laughs> union dues, and extorting protection money from bar owners, pornography peddlers, and topless dancers as Times Square became filled with peep shows. Nice. Yeah, probably not a guy you want to piss off. Just a legend yeah. of the game. <laughs> legend of the game. <laughs> oh, I will tell you one thing about it, because the whole time the maitre d' was talking to me, whispering to me about who it was and all the rest of it, I look over... And the horse is looking at me laughing because <laughs> he knows what the maitre d' is telling me. He's like, <laughs> boy, you know what? I, I'm not as hungry as I thought I was. I think I'll head out. Yep. that's. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, can I actually get this boxed up to go? We're going to head home. <laughs> We're going to get out, man. Well, first of all, why would you go in an Italian restaurant in New York and insult anyone? It's just not a good idea. Yeah, I would just assume that everybody in there was a part of the mob. Yeah, probably. And, yeah, I'm not going to piss anybody off. In a quick never... quick backstory on the horse's nickname origin, I guess. Okay. Uh, so he got his nickname Matty the Horse in a youth baseball game. So he was up to bat during a, a game. The pitcher threw a hard pitch, like, right at him. Mm-hmm. Right at him. A fight breaks out. It seems like he goes straight to the pitcher, knocks him down. Who was, he was taller. He was bigger. He was older. And, and, you know, the parents are like, God damn, that kid's as strong as a horse. And then, boom, it's stuck. <laughs> that... Matty the Horse. <laughs> Maddie the horse, I and ale. You know what? I, I always had heard he was called the horse because he had the big schwanz. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was told. So I don't, who knows? Oh. I mean, what? A, yeah, that's one thing about mafia stories. There are about eight different versions of every story. Yep, yeah. Somebody's like, oh, he, you know, <laughs> back in the day took his rival that pissed him off in an Italian restaurant and hooked him up to a horse and dragged him through the streets of New York. And that's how he got the nickname. Or, right. yeah, there's always some made up story. <laughs> No doubt about it. No question. You know, there must be, I must have a spy that follows me around because I'm looking at this headline, top five most annoying people at the grocery store beside that person with too much stuff in the 10 items or less lane. That was me yesterday. You had too many items? I had too many items because I didn't know it was a 10 or, because it didn't say 10 items or less. (laughs) So I go and she goes, you've got more than 10 items. I, I said, yeah. She goes, well, this is 10 or less. I went, Oh, I didn't know. There's no sign. She goes, all right, I'll take care of you. <laughs> I go, oh, okay. But she had to bitch at me first. I see. Oh. Yeah, but there wasn't a sign that's saying 10 items or less. It just, maybe the people mm. that shop there all the time know that's the story or something. And and I don't care about the 10 items or less line. Like, that's fine. But if you're in the self-checkout and you just yeah. take forever because yes. you don't know how to work it, yep. that's more annoying to me than the 10 items or less lane. I would never go to the... Well, first of all, I support people who work at the at the grocery store, so I don't check myself out because they have a job and they need to get paid, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the humans all the time. Plus, I'm not going to say, oh, let me let me check this item. Get it to help. Put it in the cart and leave me alone. <laughs> right? That's that deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the deal. A grocery shopper flashed a gun after he was confronted for more, having more than 10 items. He pulled a gun because he had more than 10 items. <laughs> hey, we're back to Matty the Horse. <laughs> In the express lane, but when it comes to the list of morons we encounter at the market. Do you encounter a lot of morons when you go to the supermarket? No, I don't, I don't either. So. Yeah, I would say yes, but not like in the sense that they're insanely dumb, but more just like socially dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Miss, your cart does not need to block the entire lane here, the entire aisle. Oh yeah. You know, if oh, you're yeah. gonna look at something, you, you you do a parallel park, so to speak. You bring it off mm-hmm. to the side. You don't stand yeah. in the middle. You know, uh, same thing. If you got a small child, keep them somewhat close to you. Don't want have them run around like knocking boxes off, and then it's like. 
do I need to fix this? Because the workers just seeing me like standing here watching. It's not my kid, but it looks like, you know, social awareness, I think. Not maybe like full out out dumb. Yeah, I understand. No question. Okay, so these are some of the five, top five most annoying people at the grocery store. Well, this one I don't mind. Come on, man. They lead with the grandma in front of you paying by check. Could you, could you respect the elderly for Christ's sake? She's an old woman writing a check. So what? I'll give, I'll give her a pass if it accepts the checks. Like, a lot of places just don't accept oh, yeah. checks yeah. now. But, That's true. But some people, because I've worked this, we, we have giant signs that's like, sorry, we don't accept checks anymore, and we haven't for years. Mm-hmm. But then somebody's like, nope, I insist. This is how I pay. And it's like, well, I don't know oh, what we're God. doing here because I can't, I, <laughs> yeah. this is not, I'm not taking this. Also, yeah, and I doubt that grandma is out here writing, you know, $40 bad checks to purchase her groceries. You, yeah. you more have to worry about somebody that's trying to get, oh, yeah, $1,000, here's this yeah. check type of thing, some scammer. <laughs> couple of more quickly before we get to Judd in just a couple of seconds here. The employee who takes forever to show up to unlock the deodorant cage. What the hell's the deodorant cage? Well, we live in vastly oh, different areas. Yeah, then. Everything is <laughs> everything is locked up now, Tom. Like, if you go to Target, oh, I suppose, ev- yeah, I suppose. like the laundry detergent, toothpaste, like everything has, you would think it's like electronics back in the day. <laughs> One thing I will tell you about that, when, I'm, when I go later in the evening, so I do the exact opposite, and I suppose it's because of how I grew up and all the rest of it. Most people after dark will only go to Target, whereas when I do it, I only go to Walmart because it's very helpful. But a lot of honkies won't do it because it's mostly black shoppers after dark at Walmart. See, I like it. They're, they're uncomfortable for some reason. You ever seen that? I mean, Walmart is just a really weird place to go shop in general. And like, no matter yes. where, yeah. which yeah, Walmart you go to, it's like a foreign country almost where it's just True. people, they, people that shop at Walmart. And sometimes it looks like they didn't plan on leaving the house that day. Like you'll be in their bathrobe <laughs> with, with their shower cap on and <laughs> barefooted going to get some groceries. That does happen. There's no question. Well, to tell you the truth, I was looking for something. I was looking for Prevagen, which apparently is really good for your memory. I've mm-hmm. never taken it. I still haven't taken it. I got I got to get to it. But there was this young guy. He's about maybe 18 years old. Black man in America today. That kind of deal. Mm-hmm. This shows you why I'm so comfortable going to Walmart at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for stuff. I'm looking for Prevagen. I can't find it. He comes walking up, which is interesting because isn't that a memory drug? Yeah, you forgot where it was. <laughs> I forgot where it was. <laughs> that's, that's not good news. Anyway, he did this, and this is from about, oh, I'd say 1980, somewhere. This kid, 18, I don't even know where he ever heard it before, but I think he did it just to be a pain in the ass. I said, uh, sir, could you help me out? And he walks up and he goes, what's up, homie? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, See, it just, you know, you guys don't get the thrill out of that stuff that I do. It's a different world, man. <laughs> it just is. Uh, I'll do a couple more. Oh, no, yeah, I suppose we better get going. I'll do one more. Yeah. Aggressive Girl Scouts hawking cookies at the door. Yep. I buy them all. Yeah, I, I shamefully do. put my head down and just keep walking because. Oh. Well, most people do. Yep. Yeah. But then I buy all of the rest of it, so you can go in the store because I got about seven thousand boxes of cookies now, and I, I can't—I don't know what the hell it is. I cannot walk by a little kid who needs my financial help. I can't do it. What? What did I see? Speaking of deodorant, and then girls, I saw—and this is—I'm pretty sure this is a real thing. Girl Scout like branded scented deodorant. 
is being made. What? No way. If you want to smell like a thin mint, you can you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> well, you can lather up. Co- chocolate and coconut, isn't that what that word? It's not coconut. What is it? It's got mint. No, mm-hmm. that's the uh, the Samoa delights or whatever. Yeah, I I, I forget. I don't know what they're called now, but yeah, those, Samoa. Yeah, those ones are that. That was like my mom and my favorite. So and good. the coconut ones. Mm-hmm. You are right, AJ. Native and Girl Scouts have collaborated to make a deodorant. So. Oh. Really? Yep. It looks like it's selling at Target. <laughs> kind of want to pick question. some up. Why does a 10-year-old girl need deodorant? Why do you want to smell like a cookie? That's, <laughs> well, that's another good that's, one. That's Hard-hitting question. questions here. <laughs> All right. got to take it. Yeah, this is getting too deep now. It's getting very, very serious here. There's no question about it. Uh, oh, I got one more. Yeah, go the ahead. The most annoying thing about going to the grocery store, the bagger who puts the potato chips at the bottom of your bag. Oh, my Why God. would you do that <laughs> yes. ever? That or, like, eggs. They yeah, gotta eggs, go. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all agree on all of this. So that works for me. We'll take a break. Be right back. Judd will join us right after this. How do you know when it's time to make the move for higher profits? So many factors influence the decision to relocate. If you're looking for fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits, 2024 is the time, and Sioux Falls is the place. Sioux Falls has available buildings and build-ready sites to get your company up and running fast. Best of all, any size company can make more money in Sioux Falls area. That's a fact, by the way. That's not conjecture. We've got the details at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Minnesota companies just like yours have considered the future and expanded or relocated to Sioux Falls. Those companies are already enjoying our short commutes, safe streets, and quality of life excellence. Join them and discover our productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, fewer taxes, and higher profits. Think it over. 2024 is the time to make your move to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Let's take a second and talk about my bank, North American Banking Company, and Bill Ski. If you own a business or are thinking about starting one, make sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, turn to their experts. Because they are locally owned and operated, loan decisions are made here in the Twin Cities, not shipped out of state. They'll sell, what it does is help business owners expand with confidence because it's right there, baby. So if you're looking for a better banking experience, why not bank with my friends at North American Banking Company? Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back. Judd Zolgad now joins us. So what's the latest with you? Not too much, actually. Hey, I I'm, forgot to 
ask you uh, a couple days ago about this. Did I see a really nice photo of you out with the nannies and Laterries? No, oh, yeah, oh. except for that shirt I'm wearing. It makes me look like I weigh about 500 pounds, for <laughs> Christ's sake. Why is the shirt? It's literally like this. And I don't, it's this big, it's like a, um, like not a really a rain type of deal. I don't know what the hell it is. Like a windbreaker? Yeah, kind of like a, a short sleeve windbreaker. And mm-hmm. when I was sitting there, for, I don't know why, but the thing stuck out about a foot from my body. It looked <laughs> like, comfortable. But it was oh, a great photo. It was a cool photo. But it made my head look like it was about the size of a softball, which is not good. <laughs> no, I've known Louie forever. Uh, the, the whole nanny family, Tino Terry and his lovely wife, Michelle, who is Francine and uh, what's the guy you mentioned? Some uh, Louie or something? Something like Louis, that? Louie, Lou, Lou something, yes. <laughs> Lou from the Sioux? Yep. Now, we've been friends for many, many years. Catherine and really good friends with Michelle and Francine. We're all, all of us, all six of us, very, very close. And I tell you one thing that, that's interesting you bring that up because everybody started to get together after a, about a few-year hiatus. And the reason for that, it wasn't intentional. It's just it does happen this way that Marty and Francine lost a son a few years ago. And Vince Flynn died a short time later. Mm. So it was like, we just didn't hang out for a couple of years mm-hmm. because it was pretty much like just before, right during the pandemic. Right. And we just started getting back to you. It was very, very difficult to lose those two guys in such a short period. It was terrible. Oh, Both yeah, very young. Fun. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So it's absolutely. great to be back. It's the second. We had dinner twice last week, as a matter of fact. And it's just having dinner with Lou Nanny is a different experience. I did love the fact that he was also in, in the photo glued to his cell phone. Oh, he's on his phone. Absolutely. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Louis going to be on his phone. There's no question about it. But, but Martire Lettieri, his son-in-law, Tino Lettieri is, is one of my best friends in the world. He's just he's such a great guy. Wonderful guy. One thing I love about Italians, and I'm very serious about this, uh-huh. I went to a place last night called Stressa. It's one of the great Italian restaurants in America. It's phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. And the same, it's a husband and wife team. They're always our servers. When we go in, because I've been going there for 27 years, we go in there, we finish our meal last night, and the female server, the wife of the male server, hands me the check. I sign it, take care of it. She goes, give me a kiss. She leans over, I kiss her <laughs> on the. It's just a different experience, man. Wow, that's, a, that's great. I love Italians. I just do. I'm the one guy in America that loves Italian people. That's it. <laughs> You're the only guy? Only one. Nobody else. (laughs) Nobody else does. Now, that kind of stuff, that's so sweet and wonderful. I just, it's the the best. No question about it. But everybody, you know, what's amazing about that, Judd, is everybody I know has seen that picture already. Well, yeah, I saw it on Twitter, I think, pretty quickly. I think you tweeted it out quickly. Yeah, so, and and again, the best, the, the, the funniest part was... Louie on the phone because he's been glued to his phone for how long. You know, he, he's told a story. He had one of the, or he he wanted to get a car phone back in like the early 80s. Yep. Or 70s when, when he was the GM of the North Stars to make calls on his car phone. And I remember yep. he told a story. He talked to a buddy of his who said that there that there's, you know, some problems at the time with it being hacked into or something, right? So Lou's like, well, th- then I couldn't, because if I'm t- talking about a trade and it gets hacked into, so. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, that would not that would not fly too well. He's talking about doing a trade, and all of a sudden everybody in the world knows about it. Exactly. exactly. But I'm serious. We, uh, 
Louis and Francine used to throw parties at their house. Mm-hmm. We'd all get together. Like I said, the Flins would get together. And, uh, you know, like a lot of people, you Frank Vassalero and his lovely wife, they would come to all of them. Uh, Vince Flynn and his wife would come. It was just this group of people, and it was, we all loved one another. It was not just hanging out. I think the world of the entire uh, Latieri family, the Nanny family, all of it, it's true affection I have for them. They're just really, really good people. That's awesome. It's true. And speaking of phones in your car, I had one of those first brick phones. Remember the brown bricks? Oh, God, yeah. I had one of those. friend of mine, hey, can I drive your new car? I had a new convertible. It was a Cadillac Alante. Do you remember those? Um, vaguely, yes. There are about two of them in the United States, so... <clears throat> well, not a big seller, I guess, but I love the car myself. Yep. But a friend of mine over at the queue over there on Highway 100 says, hey, i got to run up to Biley's. Got to use your car. I said, yeah, sure. So I give him the keys. He comes back. He goes, and he's like 45 minutes to run up to Byerly's and come back. I'm like, what the hell took so long? He goes, well, i got to be honest with you. I, I got out of the car, went in the store, and as I'm coming back out of the store, there's a guy grabbing your phone because he left the top down on the car with my phone in it. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding me. So he chases the guy by car all the way down the street, and finally the guy threw the phone back at him. I mean, why would you leave a phone in a car with the top down? I bet you never lent him your car again. No, he never got to get I wouldn't even give him a ride in my car. That's what that got that around That is to. remarkable. But those brick phones, how, how heavy were those? They things? weighed a ton. They, it was like, honestly, God, okay, to talk more about my arm's tired. <laughs> it yeah, was you a different deal. Cradle it between your shoulder and your head, definitely. I got to be honest, though. Now, when I'm walking, because I go out for a lot of walks, you know, walk six, seven miles a day, something like that, mm-hmm. and I cannot get used to the fact that mostly women, it is, they're on their walks and they're talking to no one because you can't see their earpiece. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I've come across this before. It's like, that is creepy. Walk down the street going, I told him just get the hell away from I thought, what are you, mentally ill? Oh, you're on the phone. Yep. Okay. It's like, it makes me uncomfortable. You can't see the phone. She's going, oh, yes, I just love that. Absolutely. It's this magnet. It's like, who the hell are you talking to? I know. When, when people first started to do that, I would be really thrown off. Sure. Because of that. Yep. Now I'm, I'm used to it. But it is, uh, t- to your point about that, too, the other thing that's amazing is the situational unawareness mm-hmm. of society, oh, yeah. oh, the yeah. amount of people who either t- are texting or talking while walking, and you talk about not being aware of your surroundings. If I had a kid, which I don't, fortunately, but if I did, I would tell that kid, look, here's the most important thing. Like, if you're at a parking ramp or something, be paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, behind you, uh, to your right, to your left, in front of you. Don't walk down the street not paying attention. That is exactly. not a good idea. No, I, I contend that's a huge problem that's not d- discussed enough, like with muggings and stuff. Yeah. I think yep. that's a huge problem is that, and, and it's not just, uh, it, it's everybody, but the amount of people that are paying, because you can't pay attention to like three things at once. God, that's so funny. I used to walk around Lake Calhoun with a, back when I was doing some lifting with the guys, and we were all pretty big. I was the smallest of all the big guys. Let me put it that way. They were big fellas. And the two of us were walking around Lake Calhoun one time just talking, and this young guy comes up behind us and goes, Hey, fellas, i got to tell you something. I said, Yeah, what's that? And he goes, I was going to rob you, but then I got upon you, and I'm not going to rob you. 
okay. Oh, you're kidding. Thanks for the info. I guess we were too big to rob, apparently. Apparently, he didn't have a gun. He just had a knife. He didn't think that would go too well. Well, smart guy. Yeah, Yeah, he was pretty (laughs) smart. The guy I was with could bench about... Eight billion pounds. I will tell you that he was a big, strong some bitch man. Well, he's the guy they used to test the weapons on in prisons, like you know those those rubber ball cannons. Yep. They'd shoot him with them to see if they could knock him down. Oh my God! <laughs> That's how tough that guy was. My buddy Dale, just a great guy, no question about it. That was the testing, though. Well, it changed after a while because he says, "Wait a minute, wait, wait that that rubber ball cannon the gun looks a lot bigger." He steps away. It's a concrete block wall, right? Yeah. He goes, shoot it at the wall. I just want to see how hard it hits the wall. It put a dent in the wall. It, like, chipped the concrete out of one of the blocks. It hit the wall so hard. He goes, you ain't shooting me with that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not signing up for that job. I don't care how big and tough I think I am. You're not testing weapons. No, absolutely not. It's the greatest. And one thing he did tell me, though, that was hilarious. He comes up to me one time. He goes, Tommy, I got to tell you something. You're pretty notorious in North Minneapolis. I said, what do you mean notorious? He goes, every new guy that comes into our prison, hey, Dale, I heard you know Tom Bernard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, great, thank you. So wow. apparently all the thugs knew who I was, what's <laughs> not great news, by the way. But what the hell. Well, perhaps they, they uh, respected you, though. Highly doubtful. Perhaps they respected you, and so you had the respect of the community of uh, some very, very rough, gruff people. It is all true. We got two more days to let the uh, first MLB Network Twins game. Who, who do you take on Boston? Is that well? They play the Gopher baseball team on Friday in an exhibition thing, and then and then they start the real Grapefruit League stuff on Saturday. Oh, because it shows that they they got a game on Friday night. They yeah. do against the Gophers. And have they always played the Gophers? They on off and on. Okay, but they have played them quite a bit. Yeah. So that's going to be on the MLB Network. That I don't know, but it's very possible. It's very possible because I don't know the the amount of games that are actually being played on Friday. I think the I think we start as they say in earnest on Saturday, so it's very yeah. possible that that they'll carry that. But yeah, th- this will be the Gophers and the Twins have played in Fort Myers on several o- occasions. I, mm-hmm. I know. Um, in fact, back in the back in the day when they were when the twins were in Orlando, Tom will recall this. They used to open a lot of times against Rollins College, where your buddy John Castino went. Correct, Johnny Castino. I haven't seen Johnny C in a long time, and that was another tough one when he and his lovely wife got divorced. That was that was really hard on everybody because we they were a great couple, and we were just very made just very sad. That is too bad. Yeah, he. Um, the story I've heard, and I have not confirmed this, but it would be I'd be curious to know, is that when the Twins won the World Series in '87, Tom, mm-hmm. that Castino took a long drive and like was emotional as hell because he yep. should have been on that team. Yep. If, if you recall, it, it was his back that derailed everything, and he Correct. was actually a hell of a ball player. He, he was, was really good. Yeah, he was uh, he was co MVP that year or rookie of the year, not MVP, co rookie Al- of the year that year. Alfredo Griffin of Toronto, that's Alfredo exactly Griffin. right. Third that's baseman, it. he had a great glove, and and then I think part I think in part because of the back problems, I think they moved him to second base because of that to take mm-hmm. the stress off his back a little bit. Uh, but he, I mean, he was a on a team at that point that was really bad way back when. He was yeah. a really yeah. good player. 
You know, the thing about that is it's so sad because, you know, the Gary Gaetti's of the world and John Castino and, you know, I still, Herbeck and I still talk all the time, but I miss those guys because I used to play golf. One thing about playing golf with Johnny Castino, if one guy in the foursome hit a bad shot, he'd go, come on, boys, let's get it together. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) full baseball. (laughs) Yeah, old baseball on the golf course. Boy could hit a long ball. I, I will tell you that with a golf club. Holy Hannah. Hell of an athlete, man. That glove great at athlete. third base. Ooh, he had a great, he was a slick, slick fielder. He was indeed. And I just loved hanging out with that. I, matter of fact, I got to reach out to Johnny Castino these days. I, I talked to Gaetti last year, but I haven't talked to him for about a year now either. But I think Castino's in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, on I mean, you go down the list of people. That team that, Pre-87, 87 to 91, and maybe yep. a year after that. A bunch of great guys, you know, except for Jimmy Laudner. Not that great a guy, you know. I love Lauds. Have you met Lauds' uh, new girlfriend? No. She has one thing in common with my wife. They're yeah. both blind. Let me put it that way. <laughs> if okay. you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm talking about falling for the two of us. They got to oh, have some sight Lodge, problems. Come on, Lodge is a former <laughs> professional athlete. He's a big guy. No, he is a very big guy. No question about it. Now, it's, Lodge looks like he should have played football. To be honest, he did. I think in Missouri, at Missouri, did yeah, he play he, football at Missouri? I don't recall that. I don't know, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all because he is a no. he is a big man. Well, I, I tell the story. I've told it many times, but it's worth telling. The number nine hole at Golden Valley, 364 yards. I hit a driver maybe about 100 yards short of the green, so I hit it about 260, which is a big drive for why I couldn't do it now. But right. Laudner took out a one iron and hit it about 20 yards off the front of the green. Oh, my God. That thing carried and carried and carried. and carried. It's like, Jesus, Laudner's a hell of a good golfer. I don't know if you yeah. know that or not. Uh, no, I didn't, but I'm, I'm not surprised. Lodge is a good... The one thing about Laudner, it's so funny. You talk about music. Do not ever bring up John, Paul, George, and Ringo, because he'll go into his fake English accent. He goes, oh, I hate the Beatles. I hate the Beatles. For some reason, he just doesn't like the Beatles. How could you not like the Beatles? That's, I, I have it. no idea. That completely ch- changes my... Uh... <laughs> Feelings about Lodge, right there. I'm done with him now. I'm done with him now. I have no idea how you could hate that group. You know what's so great about him, though? He does a damn good job uh, on television for the Twins. He really, I think he does a hell of a good job. He works a lot of games in that pre-post game role, too. Got a bunch of really good people. That that 87 and 91, those two teams, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. God, that was fun. I hope we can do that again some year. So so were you... uh, not close, but friends with Puckett? No. <laughs> Puckett okay. and I did not get along at all. Really? Uh, and he never, he always said to people, and I, I said to people, I don't understand why he doesn't like me. And Puckett would always say, I don't understand why Tom doesn't like me. <laughs> so nobody ever figured out what it was. I don't know. I'm not big on philandering, i got to be honest with you. Mm. That was the deal about him, that every woman that moved he wanted to take a shot at which i suppose if you're a superstar that's what i don't know i have no interest in that but yeah there are a couple of things about kirby i didn't care for and that stuff really didn't come out till the uh, si piece after his career was done 
Yeah. Publicly, I should say. Publicly, yeah, we knew. We all knew about it. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, all the rest of it. But yeah, you get on a list of all the great guys in that team. It was just man, that was fun. The the three guys that hated my guts were were, well, Kirby didn't hate me. We just didn't get along. Okay. But ab flat out hatred, I got out of Al Newman and Tom Brunansky. Those two just hated me. It was hilarious. How could Al Newman hate you? I don't know. He he actually come started yelling at me on the field. I, I was out on the field for batting practice one time, and he came over and started yelling at me. I'm like, would you calm down? It's a radio show, you dumb bastard. Of everyone on that Twins team, you just named the three people who you weren't close with who I would have never guessed. Yeah. Kirby, Al, and Bruno. Now, I would have said Gladden. Gladden wouldn't come anywhere near me. We just, we yeah, we wouldn't even talk. Gladden, no, no, no. He, we're not close either. Gladden, Gladden would strike me as the type that di, that doesn't or that didn't trust media people being close Cor- to like Herbeck that, or something. That's correct, hundred like, percent right. He just, um, I'm trying to think of who who else on on that team. In '91, I'm I'm guessing that you and and uh, <laughs> and Knobloch weren't real tight. The knobber. And, Actually, of course, the greatest, one of the great KQ bits of all time. So, I went to the, when Ocean Air used to be in the old location at 13th and Nicollet. Yeah. I walk in there one night, and it's the wife of, uh, let's see, there was Kirby Puckett's wife. His, what was his first wife's name? Tanya. Tanya. Yeah, Tanya was there, along with uh, Paul Molitor's wife, and uh, I can't remember who the third woman was. Okay. But they were all getting divorced from their husbands. <laughs> oh yeah go, Tommy Tommy come on over and sit down with us I'm like no 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 you gotta come so I sat there and talked to him you gotta support us in this don't support those guys I know you'd like to tell the truth well this is the truth so I got to hear about their three horrible marriages oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah, that's funny about that show I just man got caught up a lot in that stuff I bet yeah because Paul uh, Paul's first wife was Linda Molitor right I believe that's right. I think that's that's a long time ago now. Yeah, that's yeah. A long time ago. But Molitor's younger brother worked with my brother. They were worked at Northwest Airlines as baggage handlers. Oh, what really? do you think of that action? Really? But yeah, Northwest Airlines. It's one of those deals, I think, when, when everybody knows who you are on both sides. It, it's kind of hard to figure out if people like you because they like you, they hate you because they hate you, or it's just kind of what they do. Right, right. They're trying to get get you to uh, to be on their side. Something like that. One guy I always did like though was TK. TK was the best. Yep. I loved him. I loved TK. Ran into him at a golf course about five six years ago. It's still in a great mood, man. It was wonderful. That era, eighty one to uh, excuse me, eighty seven to ninety one was what a four year period that was, man. God, it was great. Oh, it was so much fun. And, and Tom was. You, it's too bad because you know at that time, Tom didn't deal with the media well, no. and so nope. that became a real problem. But I mean, he he is, in my opinion, he easily could be a Hall of Famer. No question about it. Two World Series titles with that franchise. Yep. And you think about you know, and I mean, the first one, what Tom? He was thirty five, thirty six years old, and yeah, he was a right. young man in eighty seven. Yep. And so there, there are there are managers with a lot less credentials. And, and I know that 
the majority of the 90s for the Twins were awful, but there's a lot of managers with less credentials that, you know, or, or with credentials that don't include two World Series championships, much oh, less yeah. than, what, a five-year period or whatever it was. One of my favorites, I know we got to go here, but one of my favorite stories with TK, because I always got along well with TK. He was always a good guy. I was listening to Sid on WCCO, now owned by, uh, what's that pig's name again? Uh, George Soros. Oh, okay. You know yeah, he saw- owns CCO now? He's buying it, right? He's buying yeah, yep. He's buying the entire company. Yep. Odyssey, yeah, I saw that. That's all we need is that scumbag running radio. That's just wonderful. But uh, in any case, I'm listening to Sid Hartman on the Tom Kelly show, and it's Tom Kelly and Sid, and this guy calls in. I have no idea who he was. He goes, uh, TK, let me ask you a question. There's a guy out there you should go get. He'd be a great team member. Uh, seriously, you got to go out and get him. And TK goes like, Okay, who are we talking about? And he goes, you should sign Tom Bernard. And there's this really long pause. And I don't know who the guy was. I have no idea who it All was. Right. Long pause, and TK goes, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's TK. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a wonderful time, man. <laughs> we got to win TK. some World Series again. Judd, we got to win. Uh, and that, let's win more Super I mean, one Super Bowl. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, one Super Bowl, one more championship besides that. How about that? And then we can all die happy. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Outstanding. See you guys later. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. In addition to having the best selection in town, K&L Surplus and Ammo also can help you sell your firearms safely and worry-free. If you've inherited a collection of firearms from a loved one and don't know what to do with them, or if you have guns you are no longer using, call Jim at K&L Surplus and Ammo. Jim can help you sell those firearms safely through consignment and auction. I know Jim. He's extremely knowledgeable and will help you get top dollar. He will help you explore all the options and take the work and stress off of your shoulders. K&L Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive in Lina Lakes, open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. Hi, guys. It's Chris Eggert from Channel 5 Morning News, along with my friends Megan Newquist and Ken Barlow. In the morning, we pride ourselves on sharing people's stories. I've been lucky enough to be part of this 5 Eyewitness News morning team for more than a decade now. This is where I've raised my kids and working alongside my friends for all these years. We're like a family, too. We are family, Chris. Working with you and Ken and Hannah, it is such an honor to help folks start their day every morning on Channel 5. We get to catch people up on the news that's happening, and Hannah is here to keep an eye on the traffic around town. And when it comes to weather, I know people rely on me to plan their day and get their family out the door. Over the last 10 years, there were so many memories and so many laughs. I just love sharing the forecast alongside you guys. I feel the same way, Ken. To all you who start your day with us here on Channel 5, we think of you as family, too. Thanks for turning on 5 Eyewitness News in the mornings. That was very professionally done, I thought, didn't you? My goodness. Uh, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow employees, want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. Just talked to Dawn last night, as a matter of fact, from MyPillow. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. 
Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Yeah, I was just thinking of having this really, I don't know, I don't know I, I, how to describe this, really professional news anchor on. Oh, oh there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Channel not me, Chris- I can, it's not this guy, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. It's not happening. There you have it. Channel 5's Chris Eggert brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert, what's in the news this morning, Buster? Uh, more of the same with the, the first responders who were shot this weekend. We oh, you, you were talking about the, the background of the suspect yesterday, and yeah. we, we did quite a bit more reporting on that yesterday after after I got off the air with you guys and, um, you know, but by every account, dude should have never had guns. The guy should have, you know, as it unfortunately often is, there's like several intersection points along the way where this guy should have, you know, should have been taken care of or should have been in jail, should have had, you know, guns taken away, should have not been around women you know all kinds of stuff so that if, if people are interested in that we've got that on our website to dig a little deeper in that but pushed uh pushed one of the um one of the mothers of his children like down the stairs well, head butted that, one you, know. you know, you know mm-hmm. just anyway so i, I, I don't want i don't want to i don't want to focus on him i think it's more important to focus on the officers and you know, there's going to be a lot of memorials and stuff yeah. for them over the next couple of days. And that, so that's been our big story today again, Tom. See, that's one of the things that justice system does not understand, that there are some people in the world that will never, ever, ever do the right thing. They're always going to do whatever they want to do. And if it's bad for you, too bad. I, I don't understand why our, our legal system doesn't understand people like that do not belong in society. Sorry. I mean, what, what we haven't found out is like the sort of the the backstory beyond what we're hearing from the, you know, uh, women who have uh, he's fathered children with. And, uh, you, you know, what what it was that this particular incident that happened the other night that sort of pushed things over the edge or, you know, so a lot of that still I, I'm imagining at some point that'll start coming out in some, you know, different kind of court paperwork and whatnot but that's yeah that's that's still kind of kind of out there that we don't know what what there was what kind of a catalyst that sort of started things down the down the wrong path the other night so yeah i gotta be honest with you i think the national news does not help at all i think that the fact that uh, oh don't worry about it you did something wrong we'll just let you out for now we don't enforce the law anymore we just don't do it any longer 
And these people on the national news puking out their hatred for the other side, all they ever do is anger everyone. That's, they want people on edge. They want people pissed off because they get more viewers and they make more money when you're angry. That's just a fact. It's too bad. Now, I should mention they would never think of doing that over at the number five. But, you know. I would I would like to think we're not uh, over exaggerating things and we're trying to be as calm about it as possible. I, I mean, well, they're they're probably, you know, I won't lie. Uh, every once in a while when there's a snowstorm coming or something, there might be a, just a little bit of, no, you know, drama that's built into the. <laughs> no, you're lying, Chris. <laughs> But for those of us who've been around for a while, we really don't buy into that crap. And I think I don't think our viewers do either. I think people want us to just, yes, you know, yeah. be be real about it and not some kind of phony hype crap. You should mm-hmm. just pick one story every morning that you're like, we're just going to do some fake phony hype crap for this. <laughs> and it's the most outrage. Like you're live at like the popcorn king has got a new flavor. And this is Chris Egger just blowing <laughs> right? everything up. Yeah, right. One. Chris Egger live on the scene. Well, the big headline this morning, of course, is Apple wants you to stop putting your wet iPhones in rice. That's the headline. I haven't read the story. (laughs) But I didn't know people did. I suppose they thought the rice would suck out all the water. I never had luck with that. I'd always heard that being like a thing. And I actually think, Tommy, back in the day when you were still voicing stuff for us, there Mm -hmm. was a commercial that was. Um, somebody dropping their phone and we put it in a bag of rice. And I don't quite know what all that had to do with the, the newscast being on, but I'm almost <laughs> positive your voice was in the background of it. Um, and and I, I was like, wow, well, this must really work. And then I tried it and it didn't work. So I, I don't know. I don't, why would you think that would work? I suppose a little bit it would work, but it's not going to suck out every drop out of your phone that you dropped in the lake. I, again, I, I'm only like, oh, for two or three on that. I'm, if anyone else has had luck getting that to happen, then God, God bless them. One other thing I would mention, oh, Tom, you dropped your phone in the lake. Well, I guess I better get a new one because I'm not going to swim down to get it. Yeah. Not happening. Better than dropping it in an outhouse. Well, that, that's... <laughs> I've heard of that happening. People do that too, and they'll go yep. in for it, which is insane. Oh. Just absolutely insane to me. I'm like, nope, not that. That's gonna be gone. Uh, I'm not a big outhouse guy anyway. It's no, just, uh, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody wants to be right. Like if you're in right. that situation, you are in, and particularly <laughs> if you're sitting down in there, yep. you are in dire straits. Yes, your day isn't going according to plan if you're. Taking a number two in an outhouse. No, 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 no. Oh. Not even the best outhouse. Um, <laughs> I hate that idea. <laughs> I do. I hate it. Oh, God, you got to go already. My God, we got to I you do. Late. I do. You guys I'm were uh, You're very um, excited about the Twins, which why not? Friday night, baby. Are they twins it's, uh, it's all, this is the best time of year as a no matter pick your pick your sport like right before it really gets started this is always the most optimistic time of year because no doubt this could be the year <laughs> this could be it baby they did it in 87 and 91 you maybe they can do that. it now get up grab your Yankees. absolutely all right chris we'll talk to you tomorrow we'll get to you on time tomorrow Fine. i promise all good have a good Thank day you guys. sir bye Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. We'll take a break. Be right back. Dave Bielka will join us right after this.
When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe? Not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home, but it's also the biggest air filter in your house. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their Love Your Rug Special. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 119 bucks, and a free hallway. Don't forget Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place, your air ducts. This month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Call zero res right now, 952-0-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at zeroresminnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero Res. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. You certainly are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone joining us now live, Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them that Tom sent you, if you would. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you, Tom? Marvelous. I just... I wanted to ask you something, because I've been, I've been thinking about doing this now for about a month, but I finally decided I have the courage to do it today. What if uh, my feelings get hurt working with the two guys, Tevin and AJ? Can I sue the piss out of them? Well, you can, but the problem is uh, there's 
you you have to demonstrate an aggravation of a pre-existing condition, and I'm not sure if that's uh, going to fly. Yeah, and the, and the other problem is, is you're not going to get very much. Why not? <laughs> I'm going for the big dough, man. I'm going for the big dough. I was trying to think well, the, back. Yeah, you need to have a wage loss claim, and, and you'll still make money because the more pissed off you get, the more money you make kind of in your business, right? <laughs> I suppose that's probably true. You might be right about that. I never thought of it that way. Hey, Tom's really pissed off. He must be having a good day cash-wise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everyone tune in and listen to him because he's pissed off this morning. You know, Dave, I was going to ask you a question about the, and I'm not taking the other side. I just like to look at both sides of issues and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Are, are firms, whether it's the foreperson or the owner or whatever, are they a little, you know, on edge all the time? Because back in the day, I never, like when I was a kid, which is a long time ago, obviously, but I had never heard of anybody hurt at work making claims, unless they got really severely hurt. It just didn't fly back in the day. But people don't have to worry about that anymore, do they? No, they don't. And, uh, I mean, the, the work comp statute has been in existence for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but previously, years ago, it was just, uh, you know, really the, the ones that knew about it were, like, large contractors with union employees. Oh, but, sure. But, you know, it, it's been pretty... Uh, out in the open for 40 years or more uh, that everyone, you know, is, is aware in some form of workers' compensation. But, you know, you say that's kind of amusing because this is all I do is workers' compensation law. I've been doing it for over 30 years. But when I was a, you know, teenager, even going into uh, college and, frankly, even into law school, I did not know what workers' comp was. I, right. I had a, yeah, I had a girlfriend at the time. She was uh, working as a, she's like a framer and she like severely lacerated her hand and and i'm oh god you know what, what's going to happen whatever and finally there's workers compensation i didn't even know it existed i didn't know what it was you just gave me this greatest memory of my entire life living at 26th uh avenue in north minneapolis i come out one morning and my neighbor is getting out of his car and walking back into his house he left the car running out in the street and walked back into his house i said george what are you doing he goes, all right, I'm going to go see my, my lawyer about an injury I have, so I have to go get my crutches. I went, wait a second. <laughs> so you have to have crutches, but you forgot your crutches. But in order to convince your lawyer to go after him, you had to go back and you're going to walk into his office on crutches. He goes, well, hell yes, of course I am. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got to pull out all the stops. Pulling out all oh, the stops, I- got all the... All the props and all. We the rest don't know of it, but... everything, but we frequently can see through the BS. And um, yeah, I, I represent everyone, but only if I think that I have a claim I can win on. And uh, I usually, I, I've been, you know, I've been fooled before. Like I said, nobody's got the perfect uh, yeah. way to see through yep. people, but I, I usually can see through the BS. And you know, I stick with. And then some people are like, you know, you got to believe me. I said, no, I believe you. <laughs> You know, those are the types that, you know, they're uh, like they come in there nervous that you're not going to believe them. Uh, those are the ones that I believe more than the ones that just kind of stroll in with something that's a questionable injury. Yeah. Yeah, I got this, you know, then, you know, so I I usually see through the BS pretty quickly. And and uh, I represent those. Of, I believe that I that have, a you know, a solid claim or at least a claim that maybe not so solid, but enough that I can get a benefit for them. And, yeah, I go for it. 
Do you think there's any way to kind of match the Trump deal where I could get injured at work, sitting down, doing a podcast, bad enough to win a $355 million settlement? Uh, possibly. This, uh, <laughs> this is, are you talking about the bone spurs? Or are you talking about- <laughs> <laughs> something. I got to, I got to come up with something. There's no doubt about it. I don't, you yeah. know, I've never, I've never sued anyone in my life. I just, I didn't even realize that. I don't know. I just, I don't know why that I, I have never been hurt at work. I mean, my feelings have been hurt like just this mm-hmm. morning by Tevin and AJ. So I should go after mm-hmm. them. Maybe. Well, yeah, I, I told you the, the, the pitfalls you might have to that claim. So you, yes, we, we can talk about it later. <laughs> You've mentioned it to me. Now, how has this changed the, the work environment anyway? Cause literally back in the day, many, many years ago when I was a teenager, you had no shot at a, at a workers comp uh, claim unless it was very serious, unless you lost a limb or something. But things have changed a great deal, which is a good thing, obviously. People are getting their just due. Um, has it get, does it get better and better and better as we go by? People understanding, look, that you're not making a claim that's, that's fake or any of the rest of it. You deserve this. Because some people, I think you mentioned last week, some people get a little nervous. Well, do I really deserve this? Well, yeah, if you got hurt at work, you deserve the money. I really think it is getting a little easier over time, and I think the Good. number one, what you've been talking about, is people are more educated and a little more confident in themselves than they were years ago. But the other thing is, you know, there's a lot of employers that are just, you know, you, you <laughs> they're just terrible to their employees. But to be honest, most employers are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they, I've had a lot of employer witnesses and, you know, in addition to employer friends and so forth, you get in little discussions here and there. But generally, uh, I would say employers are pretty good, and they there are again exceptions. But and if there weren't, you know, if every claim was was legitimately paid, I wouldn't do what I do. But you know, I'm going to be fair and say that uh, generally employers are pretty well are pretty good to their employees. You know, I got to bring something up to you. You just reminded me of something. I used to work. I don't think they're around anymore. Uh, called Blad Home Brothers out in Osseo. I worked out there. We were the ones building those posts that are along 35W, those fences on both sides, the concrete posts that hold up the boards. Yep. We we're making mm-hmm. those, and I don't know what I did to Henry. Henry was the foreman, but I somehow pissed him off. I don't know what, because I'm usually very even keel, as you guys know. You know, not pissing <laughs> people off and all Certainly. the rest of it. Here, those forms were about probably 60 feet long, they were about 20 feet wide, and they were grooved, so you could pour four columns at once of concrete. It would settle, and you'd have this perfectly square concrete post, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Henry was so pissed off, and he walks up to me, and he says, Tom, I need you to go outside and, uh, and do your job today. Matter of fact, the rest of the week you'll be doing this. And I said, what am I doing? Hands me an SOS pad and said, go out and scrub the form. I said, it's about 100 feet long, about 60 feet wide, and you want me to do it with an SOS pad? <laughs> I figured out very quickly he was very pissed off at me about something and tried to figure out. <laughs> I will never forget that. I'm looking down. I said, this is going to take me the rest of my life to get this thing clean, right? <laughs> and then it's well, you down better get a... started right away on it then. <laughs> <laughs> better get started. I'll never forget, though. He hands me an SOS pad. Here, go clean the form. Oh, Okay. No problem. <laughs> eh, what the hell? I had it coming, no question about it. So I'm glad to hear that. I, I mean, I think in most 
forms of law, things have gotten a lot better. I, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, it, it was a lot tougher, wouldn't it, back in, the, back in the old days, getting any dough out of big corporations, things like that? Well, even small businesses. I, I remember yeah. as a teenager, uh, you know, working back when I was a teenager, there weren't many jobs. You were happy to have a job and you worked hard. And some of the uh, uh, bosses and owners were just, just brutal. Um, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think generally, uh, you know, small businesses employ you know young workers, and they're more appreciative. I, I just maybe I had more of a bad experience when I was uh, a teenager, but I thought a couple of the the bosses I worked for were just just horrible people, and yeah. uh, they they kind of yeah. got off on on uh, treating the the lowest on the you know as worst as they can. And I, I thought yeah. that, that takes a pretty low person to do that. And I, I met more than one of those types. And I'm sure they're still around, but I just I have hope and a little bit of confidence that there's fewer of them than there used to be. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I just thought of another claim I should have made, but I didn't. When I started at 1500 KSTP back in 1972, I think it was, 71, something like that, there was a guy that worked there. And then another guy named Steve Hatley, he was, a, unfortunately, Steve died in a motorcycle accident. He's no longer with us. But he was the midday guy, just a great guy from day one and all the rest of it. I said, you got any tips, uh, like, you know, things I should be doing? And he goes, well, if you ever work after, and I'm not going to say the guy's name, obviously, but if you work after, let's say his name is Bill. If you work after Bill, you have to change the chair. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, just don't use the chair that Bill sits in. There's one in the corner. Exchange it. I said, why? And he goes, you'll find out. I said, okay. So I go in. Uh, I forgot what he told me. And I sat down on the wettest chair oh. I've ever sat on in my life. Oh. <laughs> no. You guys are all oh. groaning. That is not I did good. not see that from coming. I, <laughs> I had an idea where this was going, and it was a complete reversal from what you said. Oh, man. I swear to God, that guy had butt sweat like there was no tomorrow. I, I don't know how his, his pants, I, I, I don't know how he ever walked around with the, like the wet butt of his pants all the time. Oh, That is disgusting. I would have oh, went home immediately. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Day over. 1,500 KSTP. My ass well, is getting I... wetter by the second. <laughs> I, I certainly have a, a an idea where your emotional issue started. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, there's no question about it. It changed me as yeah. a person forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, changed me forever. But, uh, yeah, I, so uh, the one thing we try to do when we talk to Dave every week is, is convince people you are not the bad guy. If you're the one, the man or woman who got hurt, uh, you need the help. You reach out to people like Dave Bialki to help you with the situation. Because I still think a lot of people, Dave, and you would know more about this than me, but a lot of people go, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I like the job. But, hey, look, if you got hurt at work, you can still like your job, but you got to take care of it, right? Absolutely. Um, you're hurt at work regardless of whose fault it is and regardless whether you think that your the claim you know has some substance or not. Give me a call. I'd be happy to talk to you, let you know my thoughts, and we go from there. Just give me a call. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, you can call me at 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or go to BIALKELaw.com. You can do that, too. Yep, and send me a, a message, and I'll get right back to you. We'll get it done. Always a pleasure, sir. We will talk to you again next week. 
I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk then. Me too, Bill. Thanks a lot. Dave Bialki joining us, brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. All right, full disclosure and don't lie. Okay. Of the two of you ever sat in the chair that somebody got asked you all over? No, but I did have a coworker that I wouldn't sit in his chair after he was in it because one day he worked at like in front of a computer and uh, he would watch porn while oh, at work. God. So oh God! Oh no! No! Like, no! Yeah, I'm not gonna sit in your chair just because. Yeah, it you doesn't feel right. You don't know. Don't yep. bring the black lights out. Yep. is what you're saying. Yes. You, no mayo on the chair though, was there? I, I never saw any mayo on the chair, but yeah, he he liked to uh, watch porn and drink vodka while working. And so he didn't he didn't last too long at, at the job. We'll just say that. That's an unbelievable Probably combo. Not. Yeah. I don't know. Have you had some interesting? Well, yeah, well, why don't we do this? I'll go. We'll go to break. Come back, and we'll talk about the stuff you, you, that's happened to you at work right after this. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida. And now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends. Contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com or call Matt at 612-791-2345, 612-791-2345 and work with local professionals you can trust. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment 
investment advice, Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We're back. Where Tom's we? on the phone, so we're going to schmooze. Oh, here oh, we go. There we go. Uh, Kendall Norberg. He's having a really, really tough day out there, ladies and gentlemen. He's in Cabo San Lucas playing golf. Gee, that's too bad, Schwendel. <laughs> yeah, pain in the ass. You know what I love about that? You know, that always happens because when I'm on the East Coast and they're on the West Coast, mm-hmm. they forget what time it is. So they always, well, your show hasn't started yet, has it? Uh, yeah, I'm three hours ahead of you in the time zone. So, uh, yeah, I, the show's, a matter of fact, show's almost over if you want to go that way. Well, just for that, I hope he bogeys the next three holes. Yep. Exactly. And loses yeah. a ball or two. Hopefully you call him in his backswing. <laughs> yes. Kendall's one of my favorite people in the world. You guys have met Kendall. Oh, AJ, I don't think you've met Kendall. But I have not. Met Kendall. Uh, I don't believe so, no. Or you never have? No. Nope. Oh, you'd remember if you met him, believe me. He just He's one of those kind of guys It's like... Hey, let's have a good time and don't piss me off. He's just one of those kind of guys. Very tough man, no doubt about it. He's a tough guy. So what's happening? Anything good? Anything good? Um, I'm trying to think of what any good news that I've encountered today or recently. Not, not a whole lot, I feel like. It's been a very calm week. It feels yeah. like something That's is good. about to happen. Yeah. So it's a very suspicious feeling. I mean, I told you guys kind of before the show, and I... I you know, I figured yeah, I would only bring it up if you asked, but, you know, personal accomplishment. Yesterday I had to go to my dentist, normal checkup, mm-hmm. 27 years straight, no cavities, no braces, no hey. nothing. Oh, my God. I, I, it amazes me how many people I talk to that they're like, I hate going to the dentist. I have a, one of my best friends. He hates mm. going to the dentist. I love really? it. Because I go sit down yeah. for like 30 yeah. minutes to an hour. I just get complimented and praised and all. Hey, look, these, these te- your teeth are so... It's amazing. I love it. If you don't so, brush your teeth, I can't imagine how much you would hate the dentist because you just feel shame for an hour. Yeah. Most of the things they do at the dentist don't bother me, but there's, like, the hooks in the poking, and sometimes they get in there and they're being all aggressive, and I'm like, my teeth can get pulled out. Like, I feel like you're not uh, being as delicate as you should be with some of the stuff. But, yeah, dentists don't bother me overall. Delicate. Delicate. That works for me. Don't question about it. Okay, I'm going to run something by you guys because while you were talking, I just glanced down at my computer and I wish I hadn't because mm-hmm. I saw a headline. Oh, no. Ah, uh, this would not be for me. Oh, no, it's nothing serious. Oh, okay. Starbucks just debuted a flavor of coffee. Oh. And I, there is no way I could have ever guessed that it would be this flavor coffee. Okay, you want to know what it is? Yeah, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me hurl just saying this. Because oh, no. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I like to have a cup of coffee once in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't drink it anywhere. I, I drink maybe coffee about five times a year. Mm-hmm. I do like it. But it just, you know, when, I'm, when I was doing the, the, the Q show for all those years, I left the house at 3.30 in the morning, and I wasn't about to set off the percolator waking up Catherine at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> so we didn't do that. <laughs> and the coffee over there was not very good. It was very bitter coffee, so I didn't ever drink that either. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks just debuted a new pork-flavored coffee. Oh, no. oh, flag on the that plate. That sounds terrible. <laughs> what are we doing? Pork? Ugh. What happened to shame? Although. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I guess like bacon in the morning, that's part of breakfast, and you drink a yeah. cup of coffee. I, I get the idea, but I'm not I'm not stopping at Starbucks. I'm a, I'm a big advocator for like if it's on the plate, it doesn't need to be 
look yeah. separated. Like it's all going to the same place there. But that's the thing. Yeah. Those are things on the plate. Not not a, <laughs> the cup and the plate are two separate things. Two separate that's utensils. <laughs> let's it's keep true. let's keep the pork flavoring on the plate. We'll keep the coffee flavoring in the cup. And that's I mean, I kind of want to try it <laughs> just so I can officially rule it out. But yep. oh, that sounds yeah. gross. Do you go to Starbucks a lot, both of you? No. Oh no, I. I don't rarely, rarely drink coffee. Only on days when I win the lottery. Oh, yeah, that many days have happened that you've won the lottery. <laughs> well, because I because I'd have to win the lottery to get a cup of coffee there. It's expensive as hell. Well, it's only about seventy five dollars. What's the problem? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And yeah, the main reason I don't go to Starbucks is because I just don't know how to order. Like there's been a couple times where I've yes, thank gone you. for my girlfriend mm. and it'll be like, yeah, I need a kappa mocha latte and they oh, all yeah. look at me like i'm just dumb and i'm like i don't that that could care less yeah i understand exactly what you're saying because i like coffee i don't like i said i drink it about five times a year i do like it but when i go into the coffee store or whatever it is wherever it is or whatever i don't know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> no. put some cream and sugar in there and give it to me let's go yeah <laughs> right. the, the, you know i don't know the difference between a like a uh, americano and uh right and then I was like, "Can I just get? Can I just get a coffee?" They're like, "Yeah, mm. but what? What kind?" I'm like, "I, you tell me. You yeah. t- I don't know what yep. any of these words mean. I'm frankly, I'm a little scared. Yep. I just want a little creamer in there, and I will be out the door and out of your out of your life. I promise." What I love is some of these people go in there and they get the there's a small, there's a medium, a large, and there's the size of a bucket. It's like Jesus. Some of those coffees like this tall, and they're this like man. I believe you're referring to the big gulp. The big gulp, is that what it is? The big gulp. <laughs> the 64 ounces, the size of an infant. <laughs> Holy God, can you imagine drinking 64 ounces of caffeine? Oh, wound no. up I would Jeez. be. Oh, my God. And those Stay people, clear, you'd be a tornado. Yeah, and the people that are, you know, <laughs> I, I can't, don't talk to me unless I've had my cup of coffee. That's like yeah. Oh, yeah. crack addicts in the drive-thru trying to get their Starbucks. <laughs> Although my mother, when you say toots or Theophila or Tom, your mother, I picture my mother... She's got the cup of coffee in the left hand and the ciggy in the right hand. There we go. And it was like that about 12 hours a day. Coffee in the left hand, ciggy in the right hand. Lived to be 88 years old, though, so that was pretty good. Let me ask you this, though. Would she always go, like, normal normal cup, or did she mix in some decaf there if she's going for that long in the day? No, no, no decaf. No, no. Never, We're getting never, jacked never, up never, never. And the great thing about it is, and I'm not kidding, she used to smoke Paul Mall straights when I was a little kid, right? And I used to sit and watch her talking on the telephone. And she'd have her, she'd have her coffee. And then in one hand, she held the receiver and the cigarette in her right hand. And I would watch her take a pull on the cigarette for about oh, 45 minutes. Jesus. And then she'd start talking, and smoke would come out of her mouth for about five minutes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I saw the guy yesterday. He told me that there's just smoke billowing out of my mother's lungs. I said, that can't be too good for you. I wouldn't think, anyway. Oh, no. Were you guys ever smokers? Nope. Uh, my grandma and grandpa, and I had an uncle that were big smokers, but yeah, I never, oh, okay. never uh, tried an old cigarette. Yeah, same. It, like, I just never like the smell of it even mm-hmm. like as a kid yeah. to where I was like oh yeah that's what I want but in my lungs yep. um, I know my grandpa <laughs> my, my mom's dad used to smoke these like cigars that had I, I can picture the box it had like a it was a wooden flap and it had like guys that looked like pilgrims on it they were called like Dutchmen or something 
Um, old Dutch. Old Dutch. Dutch, Dutch no, no, it's no not those are the potato chips. Those are the potato chips. I, I think it was, it was like Dutchman or something like that. I'm not sure. But, it, it Dutch something. You're absolutely right. I remember that. Um, and he w- would smoke those. I guess he would stop. He stopped for a while, and then like he'd have them like celebratory stuff. But then eventually they were like, no, we're cutting it off. And then since then, to my knowledge, there's been almost no zero smoking in the Fredrickson yeah. family. I, I think you're talking yeah. about Dutch masters. Dutch, thank you, Dutch masters. Dutch masters. There Dutch it masters. is. Very good, Dutch master, a cigar. <laughs> but no, the, the the odor of cigars is much better than cigarettes. Oh uh, yes, mm-hmm. I'll, yes, I'll much give you that better. for sure. But I smoked from the time I was eleven till I was twenty-one, and I stopped drinking and smoking when I was twenty-one. I smoked and drank when I was eleven, and I quit when I was twenty-one. Then I met Catherine at twenty-nine, and she was so annoying. I started drinking again. <laughs> Tough guy when she's not in the room. Huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> She's not probably not even in the house. <laughs> probably not even in the. She's out she's walking out, the yeah. dog. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I've I've had good luck with that. I've done things like smoking and drinking, and I was never a drug guy. I was never big on doing drugs. Uh, I smoked a little pot back in the day, but I'm, I was one of those guys who was able to just at 21 I stopped drinking and smoking. Then I started drinking again at about 29, and then all of a sudden about 12 years ago I just went. Eh. I got the kind of tip from Catherine, like, you should stop drinking. I went, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, also, doing a morning radio show, I couldn't imagine waking up hungover every oh. day to come in and do a morning talk show. Like, that would oh. just be awful. They used to have a game on the KQ morning show years ago. Judging by Tom's voice, how much did he have to drink last night? <laughs> <laughs> they had a contest. And some days, I am not exaggerating, hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Like, holy Christ, were you all with the boys last night? Yeah, we had a great time. It was... Oh, yeah, I get a very deep voice if I smoke or drink. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it must relax the muscles or something. I don't know what the hell it does. But I suppose we should probably take a break and blame everything that's wrong with the world on Kristen Burt, don't you think? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. We shall be right back. KB2 will be with us right after this. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. 
But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365 day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch all his plastic keys, bubble machine five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, got to look at the day just blowing by. Uh, please welcome Kristen Burt, Slave Trader, Entertainment News, brought to you by North <laughs> American Banking Company. Go to NABanko.com to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. What's up, KB2? You are just the worst, Tom. <laughs> I'm never letting you go. I'm never, I'm never letting you. You're out of the mix about leaving. What does it say on your sweatshirt? Princess Polly. Oh, pardon me. It's are you a, a princess? Uh, it's an Australian brand that has made its way to the U.S., and they gave me a really nice sweatshirt, and it's comfortable and warm. All right, I'm about to say something that's very controversial, because every time I say it, somebody they go, what are you, nuts? Uh, love season four. I think season five of Fargo is horrendous. Have you watched it? I have, and I enjoy it. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> or I think it's terrible. I think we have, like, opposite viewing tastes. Well, could be. Did you like season four? Not as much. No. See, it, this was, season, season five was considered, like, the comeback for this show, too. Yeah, that's what I understand. It's interesting, but... so... Do you think it's just the fact of where you grew up and where I grew up? It's just I'm more comfortable with a certain set of people than others? I don't think that has anything to do with it. Well, it's kind of a country deal in the Minnesota one. First of all, they shot it in Calgary. They didn't shoot it in Minnesota. Well, that's because they get tax incentives. That's exactly right. They make more money doing that. <laughs> I was but, like, that's it. Thanks to Canada, we've moved. It's what's called runaway production. Yeah. Run away from the U.S., yeah, that's exactly it. And I've been a huge fan for years and years, but I think John Hamm is very lame in that show. He's okay at best. You do not want me to go on a rant about how much I love John John Hamm. I, I like John Hamm. Don't get me wrong. I liked everything he's ever done. I, I thought he was terrific. I just. I think I don't he's going to get an Emmy nomination. For that. I'll throwing it out there. We will find out in July if I made an accurate prediction, but. I've been pretty good with some of my crystal ball predictions on this show. Like I've done what? pretty well. I predicted a lot of things that happened during the yeah. strike. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, we talked about this last week. Guess what? It came true. The, the merger of streaming conglomerates coming together and being purchased. Yep. Yeah, you've predicted some of those. So yeah. What predicted? It was in the newspaper, for God's sake. Yeah, but she You're gets the news. But she gets the newspaper before us, so we call oh, it. Uh, yeah, we call it predicting. <laughs> there you go. It is time for the Kristen Burt Entertainment News. So, what's going on in your world, sister? 
All right, I want to continue one thought from yesterday. I know we oh, had a huge thing about the Beatles, <laughs> but dun, 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 the Variety dun, dun. did a really interesting article where they said, who do you think would play some of these Beatles? Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of interesting. Have you given any thought, like John Lennon? Whoa, now, remember, that's... you'd have to do a younger John Lennon, not an older John Lennon. Well, I don't, I don't want to... You might be setting this up for a, a payoff here, but I read something that it's going to be played by all one guy. All four Beatles? Yeah, I read that Noah what? Centineo is going to be cast to play all four. And this might, maybe I got bamboozled. Because <laughs> you got bamboozled. I, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Because I was what like, that's a horrible that, idea. That I was like, the kissing booth, Noah? Yes. Yeah, yeah but, but, but the, there was like a stick where he was like in everything. I think you read The Onion or something. No, I... <laughs> I, I I could have sworn I saw it on like multiple like pop crave report things, but okay, okay, sorry, sorry. This is the best thing I've heard all day because I actually want to see that version. I'm so yeah. sorry. Well, they they had like backup. They were like, yeah, back in 21 when the scripts were being written, he was the first choice and blah blah blah. And I I get okay, all right. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah. An interesting thing about Noah, he was like the hot thing during the pandemic because of Kissing Booth and the success of that. And he's kind of gone the way of like a Taylor Lautner. Remember when like Hunger Games oh, yeah. was really Yum. big and everyone thought he was going to be the next big thing? Same thing with Noah. Sometimes you become that, you come too hot too fast and you don't jump on that next like prestige project because you got to jump from like the rom-com to the prestige project. If you don't do it in enough time, Hollywood moves on. Do you... Is there any chance it could be Sean Lennon? No. That's too bad. Would be a good thought. Um, I think they're he'd looking be great. A couple that so uh, they have Aaron, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, which I think could be a good possibility. Yes. Yeah, that fits, don't you think? Absolutely. A lot of people will remember him from Age of Ultron if you're a Marvel fan. Um, but he also has like a good dra dramatic career. I think that would work. Paul Dano was another one as John Lennon, but I almost don't see it. Sean Lennon, I'm telling you, make the right move. All right. How about, um, let's just throw another one out there. Paul McCartney. Well, that's a tough one. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Zac Efron. Interesting. Yeah, you know, they're kind of thinking in that same genre. Uh, Jacob Elordi was a name thrown out there. Like, you have to think of, like, who is kind of in that late 20s, early 30s, can still mm -hmm. play younger when they mm -hmm. emerge. So, um, and then Jamie Bell was another name. And Tom Holland as Paul McCartney. I could kind of see that. Yeah, I could That see almost that feels like the, he would be, like, the go-to guy. Yeah. You if he's not filming Spider-Man. Yeah, and you really just got to, you're trying to find actors that can pull off that classic bowl cut look that the Beatles all rocked <laughs> is what you're and look handsome and look yeah. handsome because that at that time that era that was considered like the oh, yeah. dream look mm -hmm. um how about Timothy Chalamet for George Harrison I feel like he's gonna get a like a pretty big audition and a bump for that just because of like he, he's in everything right now I feel like he's another one like the names out there um uh, for Ringo Starr, they had Barry Cogan, who's been Saltburn. Mm -hmm. He's been everywhere right now. Does he? I feel like he's got a unique, like, facial structure, I feel like. So I don't know. I feel like you'd have to doctor that a little bit with some makeup. But Ringo has a... Wait, huh. oh, good know, everyone can't see it. But Ringo has kind of a, a unique facial structure similar mm -hmm. to... Okay. 
Well, she's kind of washed out, Barry Kogan, yeah. in that photo. But, I mean, kind of a possibility. I, and he's kind of like that, I don't know, He just he's kind of someone who's a chameleon in all of his roles, so maybe he could do it. Um, let me just see if they named anyone else. Oh, and Daniel Radcliffe for Ringo Starr. Ooh. I, I, I'm just trying to think of, like, British guys. Even how about his, uh, if he wants to dye his hair, his uh, Harry Potter counterpart, uh, Rupert Grint. You know, oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. They they both just look British, and I feel like you know that if if you can do that and you got the accent, why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it could be done. It could be really interesting. So we'll see how this plays out. Obviously, the movie's not coming up till twenty twenty seven, but I'm assuming oh, they really? will announce casting sooner versus later because that's the type of role that you just have to morph into, do mm. your studying. If if your character is still alive in real life, like Paul McCartney um, you, or Ringo, of course, maybe you want to work with them because this already has their stamp of approval. So it'll be, I think it'll be an interesting project to follow. Okay, who's going to play Ed Sullivan for their big breaking appearance? That's what broke them huge in America. I know, the in the show. U.S. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question because you would need somebody in there. Was Ed Sullivan, what, in his 40s or 50s at the time when no, they broke? That's about right, probably the 50s, I would guess, yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that would be a cameo that someone would probably want to play. You know what I loved about that? To this day, I can sit there, because I was, I think, 13 when they appeared on the Ed Sullivan show, which was a, the biggest show on television on Sunday nights back in those days in the 60s. And he would always come out, and he'd have his arms crossed around his, across his chest. He'd go... And now, for all you youngsters, <laughs> for all, really, for all you youngsters, is that what we're doing? But that was huge. Oh, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan was huge. And, of course, then the Rolling Stones. Right. And uh, that's why I feel like a Rolling Stone bio biopic is coming on the heels of this. Love to see it. Love to see I it. I would love to see that one because I'm like, the Rolling Stones, behind the scenes, are a dirty bunch. So yes. lots of women, lots of drugs, lots of like, I think, girlfriend swapping, things like that. Did the Mick Jagger, David Bowie affair happen? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah I'm all in on the Rolling Stones. That's why I was like, oh, come well, on, yeah. bring it on. <laughs> oh, the Stones would be a hell of a, yeah, everybody would watch that because I don't think we know a lot of things that those boys did back in the day. And they're still alive. Yeah, you know, like, except for the drummer. Yep, but all the drugs they did, still kicking. Yep. And they're in <laughs> the, what, early, early 80s now? I would have, maybe middle 80s. I mean, oh, it's it, Mick Jagger. Well, let's see I was going to say like 78. I'm say 82. All right, let's see. Mick, Mick Jagger is uh, 80 years old. Yeah. 80. <gasps> yeah. Doesn't surprise me at all. Unbelievable. In, He's is, still like, you watch him in concert. He is still out there like dancing, moving really well. That's good. You guys would not remember this because you weren't born yet, but I was riding in my uh, uncle's car, listening to KDWB radio, AM 6.30. And the guy comes on and he goes, how are you doing today? Everything going well here at KDWB? Everything's wonderful. Time to listen to a little Rollin' Uglies. 
He called them the rolling uglies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very nice, is it? Meanwhile, Mick Jagger has had like every beautiful supermodel yeah. in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's exact. I think the guy was just jealous. That's what it was. He was very jealous. That's I what mean, I love about that culture so much is looking back at all those great memories, the things that happened, the things that didn't happen. It's, well, my, my, Catherine's father did uh, security at uh, Met Stadium in 1966 for their appearance. 65, I think it was, maybe. He uh, did security. You know how they got the Beatles into and out of the stadium? Because the stadium was surrounded by massive crowds. Mm-hmm. Not only were all the people inside, like 40,000 people or something, but they were surrounded outside. But Dick, uh, her father, they had these laundry carts. And each one of the Beatles had to get to the bottom of the laundry cart and be covered up with towels to get them out because they couldn't get out otherwise. That's insane. Taylor Swift does something similar to, in, to this yeah. day. She has yep. to do something like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a crazy way to live, though, if you think oh, about that. God, I'd hate that. Wouldn't you oh, hate yeah. it? I would never want to be so famous that I yeah. could not go to the grocery store in my pajamas at 11 p.m. and buy Oreo cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. I like that. That works for me. I love going out looking like a hot mess. <laughs> so this is not going to be out for three more years. You said 27, huh? 2027. Man. But you have to remember, too, they're creating four movies. Oh, and yeah, that's right. Plus you that's have right. to film this. I mean, we're in 2024, so it's going to take time. And because they're releasing all of them in the same year, I'm assuming they're going to go to production by late this year for at least the first one. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to. And will it be? who will be the first one? That's a good question. Do you we don't know. With John Lennon, because he was the most controversial figure of all of them, of course, got murdered. Or do you go with Ringo Starr, start off soft and work your way you toward start, misery? I think you start soft, because I feel like yeah. Paul and John would be the final two. Because yes. yeah. besides complicated stories, their relationship was complicated, too, mm-hmm. especially at the end. So if you start with, like, Ringo and George, then you move your way into the juicier part. And would John probably would be last because he's dead, right? Well, I mean, obviously George is dead now too, but he wasn't murdered, right? I, I would think so. I mean, if I were to yeah. lay it out, obviously we're not the ones writing the screenplay yeah. and directing it, but <laughs> I mean, in my brain, it kind of wor- it would work that way. I can understand that. It's just, uh, and I still will never forget Howard Cosell telling the world that George, John Lennon was dead. It was on Monday Night Football. That's going backwards. Yeah, to hear Howard Cosell come on and announce, ladies and gentlemen, I've got some bad news for you. John Lennon has been murdered. It's like, oh, God. It seems surreal, to tell you the truth. You're watching a football game. You're all happy to be watching football. And then you hear one of the greatest of all time has been murdered. For and no the, reason. Yeah. And the Steelers pick up a first down. Yeah, yeah and the Steelers get the first down, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. No, but there are those like pop culture moments or or historical moments that will always be seared in your brain. Obviously, for many people, 9-11 is one thing, but there's there's pop culture moments like I remember where I was when I heard Michael Jackson had passed away, when Prince had passed Mm -hmm. away. Those are the ones because they are larger than life. And when those moments happen, you know, it's about to be wall to wall coverage and you're kind of in disbelief, even though you never personally knew them. Yeah. Oh, I remember when Michael Jackson died, I was working, I was in high school working at a Perkins here in Minnesota. And one of the servers that are my coworkers was a huge Michael Jackson fan and just openly sobbing in the middle, like, yeah. of, like had yep. to go home because she was so emotionally distraught. And I remember being like, 
Michael Jackson. Like, it's, yeah, he's great, but yeah, it affects people so much differently, especially when it's yeah. Music. And he's he's another one with a really complicated history that we're mm -hmm. getting a Michael Jackson biopic, by the way, that his right. estate is doing, which will obviously totally glaze over any sort yeah. of child abuse allegations, yeah. sexual Ish. child abuse allegations. But um, his nephew Jafar Jackson, who is Jermaine Jackson's son, is playing Michael. And I, they released the photo last week. If you haven't seen it, it is like Michael Jackson just stepped into 2024. Really that it's good, unbelievable. Huh? I'll watch that in heart. I was a huge Michael mm -hmm. Jackson fan. What a talent. Yeah, I'll be curious to what see the What a talent. Yeah, I'm so complicated. Mm -hmm. I'll be curious to see the acting chops, though. Because you like, I understand you're going to look a lot like him. But like, yep. if you can't play him, it doesn't mean anything. Right. And, you know, are you going to dance like him? Because yeah, nobody mm -hmm. could dance mm -hmm. like Michael. No, nobody yeah. moved like True. him. And, you know, that's that's the, the the aspect of Michael. I think people just loved watching him perform because he yeah. was incredible. And then also, do you get a different person to play white Michael? <laughs> do you do like a lot like because obviously Michael Jackson there's two different versions of him. Do you have cover him head to toe in white makeup? Is are we going to like that's what I want to know as well, because there's. I Michael think Jafar's very... playing him all the way through, all the way so through. makeup will have to do at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's interesting if you look at his off the wall album cover, mm -hmm. and then look at his Thriller album cover. It's two different Michaels in a very short amount of time. Yeah, at Vitiligo. I... <laughs> well, he did. He had a disease. He did have Vitiligo. Did, did he actually? Because I thought I always thought it was the. Uh, it was part it's that why he and wore a lot gloves of bleach. Too, actually. Oh, okay. To yeah, he did have vitiligo. Um, but his features changed, though, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, his nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His nose changed. His cheekbones changed. And I think, to me, I mean, to see the progression when you look at the album covers, it is sad because there were so many doctors, besides the ones prescribing him prescription drugs, there were too many cosmetic surgeons saying yes when he should have been stopped a long time before. Yeah. People are calling, telling me it's really great that we're into the third show of the week, and this is the first time you hadn't gotten mad at me. So that's good. <laughs> she I don't laughing. get mad at you. I no, like you to debate you. <laughs> you do. There's no doubt about that. And I kind of like debating, too. That You figured that out a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I love I'm like, I don't get you. mad at her. I'm like, but I will challenge you. <laughs> Indeed. No question. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. So what do you got planned today? Today, for work, <laughs> I got oh, a lot going it? on. Um, I am actually, I'm prepping. I've got a, a Poor Things event tomorrow. If you haven't seen, have you guys seen Poor Things in the movie? Nope. I know that Tim has talked about it and just talked about how weird and uh whimsical the movie is mm -hmm. but emma stone's working her way possibly to an oscar for this role so Ooh. um i'm prepping for that and then so you think you can dance is coming up in a couple of weeks so i'm prepping for an interview with judge allison holker so you think you can dance is still a thing i thought that it's was still a thing I those, thought shows that was never die. those shows never die those they they never die because they're they're cheap to actually film, but they're mm -hmm. filming it in Atlanta this year, so it'll be a Ooh. little bit more of the Atlanta dance scene. And they're not doing like oh do a solo, do a duet. They're doing challenges for dancers, so like what it's like to dance at the Super Bowl halftime show, what it's mm -hmm. like to dance on Broadway, what it's like to do a music video. So I think this will be a little bit if it works, it'll be a little bit more real world to what commercial dancers actually do. And um, 
people that don't know, Alison Holker was married to Twitch, Stephen Boss, who passed away mm -hmm. in 2022. She's taking on his judging seat on the show. So kind of emotional there. Yeah. Who would have ever thought a guy named Twitch would die young? Mm. He died by Twitch. suicide. Oh, Ooh. God. It was Twitch, really sad. Really? He did. Terrible. He, did. he was a, a hip hop dancer and then uh, went on to be a DJ on Ellen's DeGeneres' show mm -hmm. um, for probably about the last seven or eight years um, that her daytime show ran. They were neighbors of mine, um, and he's really missed. I will tell you that. Boy, she is. Those people have disappeared since then. Don't you think? Who, Ellen? Yeah. Yeah, Ellen lives up in Montecito, so she does. She's never lived a really big Hollywood life, so she's about ninety minutes north of Los Angeles, and she is a big real estate flipper. And I think that's where she really spends her time and her money. There you go. Does everybody still hate her? Uh, she another one with very complicated people that are in her inner circle absolutely adore her. People that worked for her did not love her. Not at all. I knew some mm -mm. people that worked for her said she was horrible to work for. And that was known, by the way, that came to light, I think in 2020, like during the pandemic, maybe 2021. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that this was well known in the industry. This was kind of like a Harvey Weinstein open secret. We sure. knew about it for years. All right. It's time for me to get the hell out of your way. Sounds good. I got to go type, type, type. I got to do some articles. I got All work right. to do. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Tevin, AJ, we will talk to you tomorrow.